Listener Production. Your Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Wednesday, the 31st of March. There are fears Brisbane's lockdown will extend over the Easter weekend as its COVID cluster continues to grow. There are two separate clusters now linked to Princess Alexandra Hospital, which has been put into lockdown. There are 18 confirmed cases with dozens of venues across Brisbane and northern New South Wales identified as potential exposure sites. The Greater Brisbane area has now been declared a Commonwealth hotspot, with Chief Medical Officer Professor Paul Kelly saying the situation is very serious. We are at at as high a risk as we've been since the beginning of the pandemic. We know as we're mostly open and there are very few um, restrictions on our movement, uh, on the things we can do as a society, that means that, um, that the outbreaks can spread quickly. The Greater Brisbane area is now in day two of a three-day lockdown, with most states and territories closing their borders to the hotspot. The latest outbreak has prompted Queensland authorities to overhaul the current vaccination rollout, ensuring all frontline staff are given their COVID jabs. One of the infected nurses from the Brisbane hospital, who had not been vaccinated, travelled to Byron Bay attending a bachelorette party, which has now put northern New South Wales on alert. Locals are being urged to get tested, with tens of thousands of people expected to descend on Byron over the Easter weekend and for the annual Blues Festival. Here's New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian. I hope that we do not uh, have any cases emerge in New South Wales, but I won't be surprised if we did, so we need to brace ourselves. The New South Wales Government is confident that we have the provisions in place to get on top of it if any cases uh, are revealed. The Gold Coast is now also on alert after a tradie who was also an entertainer at the Bar and Bachelorette party then went to work as a contractor at an aged care facility. All residents are being tested for COVID, but it's believed they have already received their first jab. Meantime, just days out from Easter, the latest outbreak has had a major impact on local businesses and tourism industries. With JobKeeper now gone and concerns more borders could close, there have already been mass cancellations. Here's Chief Executive of the Tourism and Transport Forum, Margie Osmond, on Channel 9. In that sort of greater Brisbane area, we're probably seeing $10 million worth of cancellations for accommodation, for example, and... You know, off the basis of the last five-day lockdown in Queensland, there was something like 30 million in accommodation dollars lost because people cancelled. And that's only one part of the puzzle. You know, you think about the restaurants, the supermarkets who are selling groceries to people, uh, you know, the people operating uh, attractions and experiences and goodness knows what else. Hire car companies, everybody will be affected. The latest COVID outbreak has sparked renewed calls for an overhaul of the federal government's current vaccination program, which has experienced major delays in its rollout. It comes as Canadian authorities have suspended the use of the AstraZeneca vaccine for people under 55, with concerns it could be linked to rare blood clots. Meantime, German health authorities have also announced they will limit the use of the vaccine for those under 60 over the same concerns. Here's Omar Korshad from the AMA on the ABC. The regulator has said this vaccine is safe for all Australians at the moment. Uh, and until that advice changes, we can, we've just got to move forward and get as many of our people, particularly our vulnerable people, vaccinated as quickly as we can. 
And in other news this morning, there are calls for a royal commission into the deadly Luna Park fire after a bombshell ABC investigation. In 1979, a massive blaze in the ghost train ride killed seven people, including six children. The lead police investigator had blamed an electrical fault, but after a two-year investigation by journalist Caro Meldrum-Hanna, it's exposed serious allegations of corruption and a high-level cover-up organised by well-known Sydney underworld boss Abe Saffron. Here's Caro on the ABC. The corruption extended right up through police who were protecting Saffron up into the, the highest echelons of power in New South Wales. A number of key police officers involved in the investigation broke their silence for the first time in the TV special, alleging the fire was organised so the prime real estate could be redeveloped. Family members of the victims say they are shocked and appalled about the new allegations and are now calling for the case to be reopened. Saffron's son has repeatedly denied his father was involved in the fatal fire. Now for a look at what else is making news around the country this Wednesday morning. And as we reported earlier, Brisbane's Princess Alexandra Hospital is in lockdown as authorities scramble to try to contain the latest COVID cluster. Our reporter Eleanor Harrison-Dengate has the latest details. Two Brisbane hospitals are doing everything they can after discovering people may have been exposed to COVID-19. The Princess Alexandra Hospital in Brisbane South is in lockdown for the second time in a month, currently at the centre of Brisbane's outbreak. Two unvaccinated staff at the hospital, a doctor and a nurse, contracted COVID-19, sparking the two separate clusters that have now expanded to 10 new confirmed cases. Queensland's Metro South Hospital and Health Service have confirmed the cases have been linked to the PA's 5D ward. They're testing all staff that worked in the ward between Friday, March 19 and Sunday, March 28, while staff at the Marta Hospital have been sent home after it was revealed one of Brisbane's confirmed COVID-19 cases visited the private maternity section and went to a coffee shop in the hospital. Meantime, the WA Premier is warning he will not hesitate to extend the hard border with Queensland to include New South Wales if there are more COVID cases. Our reporter Emma Griffiths has more from Perth. Tash, the hard border with Queensland returned just after midnight last night due to the latest COVID cases in Brisbane. It means any arrivals here from the Sunshine State must quarantine for 14 days and undergo regular testing. New South Wales is also under the microscope by WA officials following revelations at least two infected people from Queensland went across to Byron Bay for a weekend hens party. It's prompted warnings of potential COVID cases in New South Wales in the coming days. Premier Mark McGowan warns the hard border will be extended if it's necessary. If there's community spread in New South Wales, obviously the situation will change dramatically, but we just have to wait and see what occurred. To New South Wales now, the corporate watchdog has dropped all charges against missing Sydney businesswoman Melissa Caddick, who is presumed dead. But there is hope some of her alleged victims may be able to recoup some of their money. Our reporter Siobhan Caulfield has more from Sydney. Yeah, Tash, some hope for Melissa Caddick's investment clients who might be able to get back some of the money they lost. It comes after all charges against the Sydney woman were dropped by the corporate watchdog with a separate civil case back in court next month. The 49-year-old alleged con woman disappeared hours after police raided her Dover Heights mansion in November and is now presumed dead. She was facing 38 charges after being accused of stealing more than $23 million from 74 investors. Most of that was a allegedly used to fund Caddick's lavish lifestyle, but the corporate watchdog is hoping to recoup $8 million for her alleged victims. 
Now for the latest in business and finance news this morning, we're joined by Effie Zahos, editor-at-large at CanStar. Effie, good morning. As we reported earlier, the Brisbane lockdown has sparked chaos for so many local residents and businesses, but also those planning a holiday over Easter, with many forced to cancel flights and accommodation. Yeah, it has, Tash, and it's actually probably the worst time for this to, to happen. It coincides with the end of JobKeeper, of course, and it also coincides with the start of the Tourism Aviation Network package, which comes out tomorrow. Now, that's better known as the half-price airfares. Um, and remember, the government sold this to us as our ticket to recovery. They actually said that this was going to support the tourism operators, business, travel agents and airlines. Um, and I can just see that this is going to go pear-shaped, unfortunately. So, look, from a consumer point of view, you know, do you cancel your Easter holidays? Well, if there's so much uncertainty. The good news is there's a lot of flexibility around accommodation and airfares. Both Virgin Qantas have got some great flexibility. Rex actually gives cash back. And if you book through Airbnb, you can rest assured that they've cleaned up their system in the sense that they've got a couple of like flexible, moderate and strict ways that you can actually, you know, call in before and get your money back. So worth checking the fine print. And yet again, we've already spoken so much about this. The cost of private health insurance is already so expensive and premiums are set to go up again. Yeah, tomorrow, Tash, this will happen. The average hike is 2.74. But remember, we had that one in October as well. The big brand, the one that most of us are probably in, will see a premium rise in total of over 6%. Some good news, just a little bit of good news. Some of them are actually now giving rebates to their members if they didn't use their extras or even hospitals, some of them. AIA just wrapped up theirs on average, giving its eligible members $200. HBF, which actually didn't increase its premiums in 2020, is also looking at giving its members money back anywhere from $31 to $140. Private Healthcare Australia says others could follow. So watch that space. In the meantime, it's a case of make sure you're on the best policy. And even by paying by direct debit, you could score yourself a discount between 2 and 4%. Devil is always in the detail with the policies too. Effie, thank you. Thanks. Time for sport now with Brett Thomas. And Brett, another Queensland team could be leaving the state to escape the COVID cluster in Brisbane. Yes, good morning, Tash. We've already got the Broncos, the Lions, the Reds and the Suns out of the state. Now the Titans are expected to join them. Uh, They are tipped to relocate to Sydney today. Players have been told to pack their bags. Now they're due to host the Raiders and the Knights in the next two weeks, but those games could be shifted elsewhere. The Broncos are already in Sydney. They're waiting to find out whether Friday night's match against the Storm will still be held in Melbourne. Skipper Alex Glenn says they'll do whatever is needed to keep the season going. We're prepared for the worst. You know, we've we've got all the support up in in Brisbane and Goldie to, to look after our families. Now, the AFL has warned the Suns there's a real possibility they may not return home for three weeks due to the COVID outbreak back home. The Suns are in Adelaide as we speak. They're playing the Crows on Friday night. Their round four game against the Blues could reportedly be moved from the Gold Coast, Metricon Stadium, uh, to the Adelaide Oval, so maybe back-to-back games in Adelaide. Uh, Just some more AFL news as well. There are some injury concerns for Carlton's superstar captain, Patrick Cripps. He's dealing with soreness, but he will line up against Fremantle on Sunday. They've got 10 days 
between games, so that will help him. He's uh, reportedly got a back issue that requires injections to get through games, but he is confident that won't bother him for the entire season. No, nah, no, nah, it'll be over. It won't be, won't go for, for the whole year, but um, yeah, it's just something you've got to manage, and it's always a challenge. We look forward to these challenges. Now, they will be forced to make at least two changes. Uh, they've lost two small forwards, Jack Martin and Zach Fisher, for the next six weeks. They suffered injuries late in the loss to the Magpies, so that means that the veteran, the popular veteran, Eddie Betts, uh, could be thrown his first game of the season against the Dockers. They really need a win as well. They're 0-2 to start uh, the AFL season. Uh, to boxing now, we've got a big event tonight in uh, Newcastle, uh, the Steel City, of course, where Kosh Jazoo uh, had a, a couple of fights during his decorated career. Well, now his son, Tim, steps into the ring tonight against Dennis Hogan, who's an Irishman based out of Brisbane, though, has lost his last two fights, haven't, hasn't fought in 15 months, but those two fights were for both for world titles, so won't be easy, won't be a walkover tonight for uh, for Tim, who's 17-0 and to start his young career. If he gets through this fight next up, uh, it's potentially a world title. He's vowed to let his boxing do the talking tonight. I don't make fights easy. Um, when I get in the ring, I'm not there to tip and tap and, and run around and jab and throw a few overhands. I'm here to, here to hurt my opponents and, you know, it's not going to be no warm-up fight, that's for sure. So it's a, it's a big event. Now, Dennis Hogan threatened to pull out yesterday. He wants to wear uh, shorts that have a betting sponsorship, but that will clash with Sportsbet, who are the, the major sponsors of the fight tonight in Newcastle. So a bit of back and forth going on there, but I think they'll be able to sort that out. Brett, thank you. Checking the weather details around the country now this Wednesday morning. Brisbane, shower or two, 25. Shower or two also expected today for Sydney, 24. The clouds should clear from Melbourne, 22. Mostly sunny and 23 today for Canberra, 23 degrees. Also expected this Wednesday for Hobart and partly cloudy. Sunny and 28 for Adelaide, partly cloudy for both Perth and Darwin with 28 and 25 degrees there respectively. And Australia's property market continues to soar. Records were broken over the weekend with Super Saturday, with some properties going more than $1 million above reserve. And now the country's most expensive boat shed has been sold in Sydney, wait for it, for a whopping $40 million. There's no actual house on the property, just the two-storey shed, but it does have a stunning harbourside swimming pool and one of the largest private marina berths on Sydney Harbour. A mystery buyer is said to have snatched up the property in one of the city's top sales of the year so far. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listener.